and welcome to another episode of uh, We're Not Wizards. It's time to put down those control pads, turn off that television, eject that disc and stick it back in the disc box because tonight we have a special guest and uh, this episode is going to be, it's a Friends of the Show episode and it's going to be called No Consoles or Malice, Just Some Cardboard with Alice because, <laughs> because tonight all the way from Video Gamer, which is down south in Londonshire somewhere, we are joined by Alice Bell. Hello! Uh, hello, Alice. Sorry for the overlong intro. No, that was lovely. You've, you you built me up beautifully. There you go. There you Thank go. Thank you. That's brilliant. Part of the, probably one of the funniest team on the internet covering video games. Um, and God Colin, bless you for well, that. no, no. Colin told me I said that because to, to say that because he knows where I live. So, oh, oh, that's lovely of him. Yes, he's a he's a nice chap. But hello, Colin, if you're out there listening, and hopefully you are. Um, now, um, again, just thank you for coming on because tonight we are going to shed the pixels, the pixel shackles, and we're going to be talking about some cardboard and some role playing games and anything else that is in yes. video games. Now, for anyone listening for the first time, the reason that we do this is because there's quite simply, there's not enough podcasts out there that do talk about board games. And also, there's not enough podcasts out there with Alice Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I should be on all of them. All of the podcasts. Even the ones where I know nothing about it. Well, you know, just make up stuff as we go along because it's all all fun, isn't it? (laughs) It's all good, good, good fun. Now, um, what we do normally on We're Not Wizards when we do have um, we have guests, we obviously have a dust and a spring clean, and we make sure we've got some nice custard creams in. But we like to find out just a little bit more about you know the hobby, how you got into it. We want to find out a little bit about your past, a little bit about the present, and potentially a little bit about the future. So, um, yeah, and I've not even got a crystal ball. Um, but what we would like to find out, first of all, is a little bit about kind of your, maybe your history with kind of the hobby. So if you, over to you, and if you can t- tell us all a little bit about your history. Well, I, um, I always had a kind of, like, I, when I was a little kid, I always liked little intricate kind of thing, doing things with my hands, like jigsaws. I did loads and loads of jigsaws and stuff like that, but I never really, and I did miniatures, actually. Oh. Uh, my big brother did um, 40k and stuff, and I didn't really understand it, but I liked, I liked the little models. Oh, right. um, but then when, the first time I really got into sort of board games and stuff was actually when I first went to uni, because uh, I ended up living uh, in a house um with a bunch of guys and one of them uh, was half German mm-hmm. and he had Catan <sighs> so we yeah there you go uh, <laughs> one day we're going to cover that game and one day might I might even decide I want to play it <laughs> Settlers of Catan is great Matt it's so it's like so well designed like so so easy to pick up um, and we so me and these four guys I live with um Sorry, three guys, four of us in total. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of started doing. We would every once a week, every week, we would sit down in the evening and play a game of Settlers of Catan mm. together. Um, and 
if you lost, if you came last, or no, whoever won, I think, didn't have to, but if you lost the game, you had to add um, a, a piece of clothing to your outfit because we were we were um you know pretending we were we were rulers oh, on really? this island, so we had to to gradually dress in more and more ornate kind of costumes. <laughs> <laughs> the worse we were at the game. Did you end up sitting around like a group of princesses? Basically, like you'd yeah, gone and tried on, like you know, when you were younger, and you go and steal yeah. like your dad's coat or your mum's hat and stuff yeah, like that, and just that, sat there yeah. wearing all of the clothes. Yeah, I was really bad at it, so I had the most <laughs> stuff. But my friend had um, a tortoise. He had a tortoise uh, that he was he when he lost. Eventually, he was like fine, and he brought down the tortoise as like his his beast, like his mascot. <laughs> Um, Did he dress up the tortoise in any additional clothes as well? No, he didn't. That tortoise was an asshole, though. (laughs) Okay, okay, let's okay, let's (laughs) put board games to one side. Let's talk about hate for pets. Um, (laughs) What tortoises? He had like a little tortoise table. It's called. Mm. It's like a little, basically like a tray of like sand with stuff in it that you just keep your tortoise in. And then every so often you get your tortoise out and you let him run around or whatever. it's a pretty good yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was a dick man like the, the tortoise hated me it just hated me like he what knew did he what do it, what did he chase he... you around the flat or something like that oh no the tortoise is gonna come and get me just really after slowly, coronation yeah. street well he like he knew when it was me that had come in to see this guy so i'd mm-hmm. walk over and just be like and he'd see it was me and he'd just stop and just kind of look with this real malevolent kind of reptilian stare, and then everyone else was fine to like pick him up and stuff. Because he was still quite little. He wasn't. He was like a an adolescent, I guess. He wasn't. He wasn't a full grown tortoise. But if ever I kind of put my hand in it, he'd try really, really slowly to bite me. Like <laughs> I mean, as fast as he could, I'm sure. <laughs> just, just reach just, out his mouth. Like so, I don't know. It sounds like kind of like being threatened by a slug. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The slug is coming to get me. Oh, look, here comes the tortoise. I can't, you know. Here's yeah, a land just, snail. Just his horrible little mouth, just kind of going... Did he, um, did he ever bite you? Did he ever manage to succeed and actually get a bit of your finger or anything nah. like that at all? Nah, man. That was too crafty, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever, like, turn him upside down and leave him on his shell and just say, that'll teach you? No, 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 not that I'm, con- I'm not condoning that course of action, but he was. Um, how do you know he was evil? Just because of the way he looked at you? Yeah, well, I mean, he. It, it's more of a personal thing, really. He was just he just didn't like me, and I took it very personally. <laughs> <laughs> is it just one of these things at the beginning? It's like, oh, hi, this is a, this is this is a Mark. Hi, Mark. Uh, this is Tony. Hi, Tony. <laughs> this is uh, Gustavo the Third, the cause of all malevolence within the yeah, reptile yeah. world, kind of thing. <laughs> And then you got the dun 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 dun, 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 dun and just the stare looking at you. Yeah, like our eyes met. Kind of that. Yeah, yeah. Just wanted to eradicate you from there. Yeah, he was a dick, man. <laughs> so, um, moving on from uh, yeah. obviously shelled, um, your, sh- your kind of shelled enemies. <laughs> My nemesis. <laughs> Indeed, that was the word I was looking for. Thank you for yeah. filling in. Um, <clears throat> Catan. Yeah. Then what did you move on to after that? Well, after that, it was it, we got expansions and stuff for Catan, but we, yeah. while I was at uni, the couple of years I was in that house, we didn't really explore anything else. Although I bought 
the rules for the fourth ed of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, uh, the player's handbook, even because I was very interested by it because I, I like RPGs and I liked all the the wizards RPGs. Um, so I kind of thought, well, maybe I could like get into that. And I was trying to figure out like how do you start playing Dungeons and Dragons when you don't know anyone else that wants to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> um, yeah, they generally don't advertise very well, do you? You don't see kind of like local news agents with a card up saying, yeah. we're, looking, we're looking for a fourth um, adventurer to break the tomb of Carcassaz. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Are you are you, um, are you a, a kind of a nimble and, uh, uh, and, uh, and well-skilled archer elf? Um, with, <laughs> you know... Do you have quite a high wisdom save? Um, we need you, kind of thing. You don't usually <laughs> see that kind of thing in the. No, exactly. You normally see um, kind of uh, three-year-old Hoover for sale, forty-five pounds or nearest offer, kind of thing. Yeah, but You never yeah, see yeah. kind of people looking for quests, kind of things. <laughs> so, you're sitting there. You've got mm-hmm. your fourth edition Dungeons and yeah. Dungeons and Dragons kind of um, instructions. Yeah. The tortoise is obviously looking at you and laughing because you've not <laughs> nobody to play with. Um, how how did you how did you proceed from there? I mean, did you did you then manage to get into kind of Dungeons and Dragons? What kind of went on from there? Well, what happened weirdly was after I graduated uni, um, I was still living in the the city that I'd I'd been at uni at, but mm. um, I um, and I'd just got married, uh, and I didn't yet have a job like I was still unemployed from university so I just sort of sat at home and eventually I was just like well fuck it and uh, I hope I'm allowed to swear by the way Um, (laughs) that's fine uh, my son won't mind good good (laughs) sorry Um, I'm only joking I'm only messing Um, (laughs) Um, so I just I think I just put on like Twitter or Facebook or something I was like does anyone want to play Dungeons and Dragons with me um and it turned out that someone I, like a friend of a friend from university actually, um, had DM'd before, um, and was an active DM. Mm. Um, so he was like, yeah, it's only like, we can run a game, like find a few more people. And then, um, uh, someone else that I'd been at uni with was like, yeah, I'm up for that. So like a few people came over to my house and we played a, an in-person session. Um, cool. Which went terribly. <laughs> Why was that? I mean, if you had an, was it experienced DM and yeah, no, it wasn't his fault. I was just an idiot. So I um, you were I just rolled... a... yeah, yeah. I rolled a character that uh-huh. was uh, she was a rogue. And she wasn't she and like her stats weren't bad. Uh-huh. Um, uh, like she had pretty good. Um, uh, I can't think of the word now. Um, Tortoise. Yeah, <laughs> I was just kind of like looking at stuff, fullness, um, perception. So we were, yes, there you go. There you go. Um, roll perception. <laughs> so you always, you didn't have to always get a nat twenty. You could yeah, kind of yeah. roll a so good she, eight or something like that and yeah, get yeah. up. Uh, so we were sneaking around a dungeon as you do, and uh, there <laughs> yep. was a yeah, yeah, and there was a trap on the floor, mm-hmm. which I saw, like. <laughs> She saw it, no problem. Yeah. My the DM was like, "Yeah, you see uh, a mysterious, uh, like you know, glyph on the floor," and I and I was like, ah. and I didn't twig that it was a trap. And at this point, because I had the best stealth, I was like stealthing ahead, basically, to to kind of get the lay of the land. And I just kind of went, I step on it. 
<laughs> what then? What happened? Oh, zombies. Zombies happened. So my character basically just got surrounded and died. <laughs> my first character died in her first game. So, so when, I mean, was this at the beginning of the game? Was this the middle of the game? Was this the end of the game? It was the middle. So the DM, oh, no. bless him, was just, yeah, he was just like, well, he just kind of, the others got out and he was just kind of like, he he let me sort of uh, fall unconscious, I guess. So like no, she did, so she died. Did you? She died. Like I, I lost. Really? I, I failed the saves and shit. But he was like, "Well, it's your first ever game." So he just kind of like, you wake up several hours later and you're like naked and cold and alone or whatever. And I, mm. I was able to carry on playing as her. So bless him. That was very kind of him. Did you have to sit out? Is it like some kind of dance company look? competition kind of elimination where if you do get knocked out you've got to go go away you can't sit around the table or was he a good were they gonna i mean i would have kind of maybe said oh um some of the zombies they they're there to frighten you they say boo they Mm. try to attack you then they run away but he was like you're dead (laughs) it was to be fair there wasn't really anything he could have like it was just the way like the way it panned out because we were all first timers mm. so I guess we we didn't really like the others to kind of didn't kind of work out how to save me and stuff so he um, he, he just kind of brought me back and then we, we kind of uh, kind of went on our merry way um, but I didn't have to, to leave the table or anything although I do remember that game was the game where I was like oh shit this, this is the thick because he he's a, uh, the kind of DM that does um NPCs kind of like properly in character. Does he so, do like um, voices and does he have? Yeah, 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 it's amazing. It's great. Changes hats and stuff like that and kind of changes <laughs> his facial features and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we were trying to like, you know, like we were trying to pick up quests. We were in an inn, I think, and uh, he described like the different NPCs that were kind of around. Uh, and I said, okay, I'm going to go up and talk to like the elf huntress and stuff. And I was like, I went up to her. And uh, he was like, oh, what do you say to her? And I said, oh, I say this, this and whatever. Like, we've just been attacked or something. And then he, like, stopped, kind of turned and then looked up at me slowly and went, is any of this my problem? And I was like, shit! (laughs) 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 It was suddenly like, like, oh! (laughs) Okay, then. So he's one of those. But then you kind of need that because I've always thought about doing D&D, but I'd be worried I was kind of like get too much into the character and then mm. you know I'd be lost in that and then I would just sound stupid for the next couple of days but I mean do you I mean are you the type that gets into the character I mean is there a kind of a is there a different Alice Bell personality that comes out when you're doing um, a little bit yeah it dep- I, the thing I do though is that I I love building like complex characters that are kind of like I think are like really kind of uh, interesting and like also kind of like dreadful as well like dreadful <laughs> dreadful people and I think it's really funny and then like, I start playing them and I'm like oh I, I have to be this person for a long time <laughs> and then you realise you've got a continuum so the, you've, kind of, the, you've kind of made uh, your bed and, so I have, uh, a, I, I have a regular group of people cool. um, that I play with uh, and the, the main character I have with them is um, uh, Ranger. Yeah. All right, okay. And she's kind of a... Um, she started off as kind of basically like Britta from Community. Mm-hmm. So she's always like, guys, we have to do something about these orcs. 
<laughs> Let's start a petition. Um, we could get swords. Yeah. No, let no. We'll have a meeting first. Is it kind of yeah, like? Yeah. Into, kind of like <laughs> let's discuss like, she, it. She'd always pro- like she always promise people like, no, we'll come back and save you, and then they, just, they <laughs> she never did. And Is she like um, um, Rimmer on that episode of Red Dwarf, where he ends up being kind of like the guy that's always wanting to kind of have the committees and stuff like that? Let's have a meeting, and who's taking minutes? And yeah, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. the aliens on board the spaceship. Yeah, she's so still I mean, a bit like oh. How long yeah. ago? How long ago was it since you did that first game? Then was that a while uh, ago? Now? It's probably f- I want to say five five years. Really? Like yeah. So it's not been decades, but it's no. been a while. We're, we're getting kind of into the groove with it as well. Mm. I also uh, the first. Uh, so the team I have now is um, the regular team we have. It's the same DM. He's so good. He spent like. He, he he built like an extra he he builds extra stuff to tack into games and stuff. So he made like from the ground up, he made us like a murder mystery spy thriller thing at a festival that was like took over like four games and shit. It was amazing. Um so it's the same DM and then um uh a couple of other guys uh and the rogue as well. And I was lucky in that the the first kind of full time rogue that I played with uh was just like super rogue and taught me that all rogues are the same. <laughs> super rogue. He's the roguiest rogue. He's terrible. Like his character is called Knave. It's from Rogueville. Population oh, like, Population One. Like the first the first game we played with him was the um uh the when the I think it was the fifth ed the fifth ed kind of te- like taster kind of pre-ready-made mm. game um, yeah. so we played through that but with like our characters and um there's a bit where you have to choose between like the, like the grain farm is on fire or something but all the grain stores on fire but also uh the the um church the the temple's being attacked and you have to choose whether you're going to save the civilians now or like save the the winter stores and stuff all right. and we were like we were all we're like the rest of us were deep in thought being like we should save the stores because like long term they'll save more people and then just in the middle of it dean the rogue just went uh james can i roll to disappear <laughs> so he said <laughs> like, what? i'm off and he did and james was like yeah uh, <laughs> Uh, so he rolled, disappeared, uh, and then went off to the um, the temple by himself, uh, dressed as one of the the bad guys. Convinced the bad guys round the back that they needed to like go round the front. Uh, got everyone out of the back, went round the front to try and bluff through to like one of the lieutenants that he was like, they was like, no, we should all go home. That didn't work, so he just threw a knife and then ran away. <laughs> So everybody went back into the temple to say, right, that's it, that guy's like, let's check what's going on. So they went into the temple and the temple was completely empty. Yeah. That would have been so cool. I was just like, oh, that's what rogues are like. (laughs) (laughs) That's what rogues do. He he is such a joy to play with because he just does stupid shit all the time because he 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 wants to have fun in the game hmm. so he he do, he has ridiculously weighted stats so they're all weighted towards like the you know stealth and persuasion and stuff basically so he a lot of the time will just persuade enemies to just go away <laughs> <laughs> you think about your life go on off for yeah. you yeah 
And like in, in one game, he had like um, an in-game girlfriend because we rescued this this green-skinned, um, cursed kind of elf woman or something. And he was like, we were traveling to the next city, like Luskin or somewhere. And uh, he was just shacked up in his caravan with her, and and the 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 traveling kind of caravan of merchants and stuff got attacked. Uh, so we were all sort of fighting the giant spiders and stuff. And he was like, okay, so uh, uh, James, the DM, do, do I think that they can probably handle it? <laughs> just, I just need a couple more minutes. Yeah. Please. And James was like, yeah, they, they got these coming. He was like, great, fine, grand. <laughs> just hanging. <laughs> just, I'm just hanging about. <laughs> do you want breakfast, dear? I'm going to yeah. go and get breakfast soon, but you know, we'll just. Do you like spider legs? Um, I believe there might be some coming up in a couple of minutes. <laughs> so is is I take it as D and D is is that in the main is that the main kind of system that you play? Um, yeah, that's the main the mainstay. But we as a group um, kind of switch around. Maybe who's DMing? Um, maybe change stuff up a little bit. Uh, so the rogue actually um, GM'd uh, a game of Shadowrun for us recently. Yes. No, I'm yeah. interest. I'm interested in this because. One of the things, well, I mean, I think I'm a man of a certain age, so I'm aware of the Shadowrun kind of video game um, way back. Um, But I'm also aware that Shadowrun itself is kind of portrayed as very, very kind of table and stat heavy and Mm. quite complicated to get into. So I'm I'm just interested to hear what you think about it and is it as kind of really as complicated as folk think or... Kinda, I think once you know it, it's it's like like with everything. Like once you know it, once you've been playing it, once you kind of get to know it, it's it's not it's not impenetrable. It just kind of seems impenetrable to start with. Um, so I think it does. It helps if you have like a patient kind of GM or someone else playing that knows it really well, and you can be like, "Is this how many?" Because it's. <laughs> So it does the D twenty system. Obviously, it's like you know, roll this to yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, that's your threshold. Um, the um, shadow run system is is the kind of net successes. So um, you basically you just have a shitload of of D sixes, <laughs> just a shitload of like. <laughs> so how good you are at something tells you how many D sixes you get to roll, basically. And it can be once you get higher up, you can just be holding like fucking. 20 d6 like and just just drop them um so a, f- a four no a five or a six is a success and a one is a fail so you have to you know get yeah. as many successes or whatever um it's fun in that you can you can do a lot of really fun shit with it you can like the setting in the world and stuff is really really great hmm. um what kind of story and- were you playing when you were playing it what was the kind of scenario that you were doing well, we so the the rogue the the GM whose name is Dean. Um, <laughs> Just keep referring him to as the rogue, and I've, I've got a view. In, I've got a view in my mind of this guy that you know flicking his hair to the side, <laughs> giving that a is totally smi- him. He's got he's got a goatee a, and everything, giving he's a wry him. smile and having like a little ring kind of earring yeah. on his right ear, and just <laughs> and as people go by, he just goes, "What's up?" Just. <laughs> you know, randoms in the street just to go look at my hair. And it's always so shiny. <laughs> oh, he's not he's not he's not quite that bad, but he's he um does um immersive like live theatre. So he he um 
designed a lot of the live Crystal Maze game that they're really? doing. Really? All yeah. right, okay. He's a prick and I hate him. Because <laughs> <laughs> what, did you not get involved in the live kind of Crystal Maze game then? Yeah, no, I did. I went and did it, but he like I was for ages. I was like, any discounts for any mate? I had to pay for a ticket. Really? And then afterwards, he was like, he was like, I would have given you one if you'd asked. I was like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, he's should really he lovely. Have, should he not have offered then? I mean, knowing that you were kind of like <laughs> dead one and one, could you not just went, oh look, look, there you go. You know, check it under the. There you go. To have a check under there. Look, nice little ticket just for you to go. No, along. do you know what though? It's totally worth it. It's, it's worth every penny. But um, and no, he's lovely. But he's he because he's he's really good at you know crafting mm. stories and stuff like that. And he's done loads of live theatre events and things. He custom made this whole campaign for us. Um, because the thing about Shadowrun is that you are you basically are criminals. Like nobody is. You can have like a moral code and stuff, but you're mm. never really. Mm you're never on the right side of the law. You're always kind of doing something a bit wrong and a bit grubby. And, um, the, the, um, so the, the story was kind of, um, us as, as a group were all sort of shadow runners that didn't necessarily know each other, but they'd all kind of just come together and were working these jobs and stuff. Um, and, uh, there was like a, it was a, a drug, like a new drug that the kids were using, but it was kind of controlling people and was actually really bad and was going to kill people and stuff. And it was a big conspiracy theory. So we were sort of doing all that. And, uh, the Shadowrun as well is interesting because it's got these huge kind of global corporations that basically control the world. Like they're the kind of the government, like yeah. they are the law. So, um, there are there is there is no good in the like there are elves but the elves are kind of all assholes and like they, they're not you know <laughs> moral beacons of like goodness. They're not Orlando um, Bloom. No, exactly. Uh, well, would you want it to be Orlando Bloom? Because all I need, all I, I don't know about you, but when folks say Legolas, all I then think about is that horrific picture of him on the craft doing the canoeing thing, and it's like oh, yeah. just prefer you with a bow mate to be perfectly honest I didn't need to see that you know every time yeah. I try and watch Lord of the Rings again it's right there in your face and you're just like oh my goodness I didn't want to see your dwarf <laughs> um, yes but any what kind of character did you play moving swiftly as we I could possibly played, play it was really sweet actually because um, I played uh, a decker which is like a kind of um like a hacker, basically. All right, okay. Because um, in in Shadowrun, the internet, you can go sort of into total sort of VR. You can like hack in mm. to the internet and mm. and be and you know your your body is kind of you go sort of limp, but your mind is like doing and you can like attack people from the internet, basically. <laughs> so oh, my character sounds is like, like a little sounds like Twitter. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> So my character was, um, she was, she was very young. She was like, um, 15 or 16. She was a, a kind of street urchin and she, um, worked with our driver slash gunner. She oh, was right. a big orc. Um, and he didn't speak because he, he'd, um, had a metal jaw and stuff. He was called Biscuit. And, uh, of Biscuit was. like carried my, I know, right? Biscuit carried my character around in like a little papoose so that she could go into the internet and stuff. <laughs> that um, awesome. And yeah, and it was a really like um, kind of tragic story because uh, none of us knew this, but uh, the guy playing Biscuit wasn't 
he, he'd gone to the, the GM and been like, I won't be able to play the whole campaign, but I still really want to, you know, be involved in stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if if I if you let me do like have these this bits of, these bits of equipment that are really useful at the character creation, you can I you can put like um like an explosive, like a a, a remote control explosive in my character's head. No. Um, so like when the time came that he couldn't play it anymore biscuit got captured uh, no, by this no, guy no yeah, no, yeah. biscuit got that. captured by a guy that had the the remote basically oh no uh, and we none of us knew this they, it was something they planned together and we were like let's save biscuit have say we were like racing to save biscuit and then we got there just in time and uh, and like my character was like and tried to kill the guy and stuff but biscuit died it was very heartrending I bet you were absolutely gutted. I was. I was. I was super gutted of it. It was, but it was also such a great story moment. And then I used that for my character. Basically, just swelled into like just crazy revenge, and like betrayed the whole team just because she wanted to kill this guy. And shit. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that's. I guess that's one of the most important things about any type of role playing campaign is kind of you can it's very very easy to lose the sense of immersion if you get caught up in the dice, and that's. You know, yeah. that's my kind of thing with Shadowrun is that, or with any role-playing game, is that it's a very, very difficult balance between mm. somebody progressing the story and then you actually having fun. Because I've seen people that play role... I've seen people playing role-playing games at the club and you wouldn't think they were actually doing it as a hobby. You would mm. think they look like they were at work. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I've got a role perception again, oh, for goodness sake. When's lunch? <laughs> Okay, alright, that's a 16 plus my 5. Okay, so I make it, right? Brilliant. Okay, can we move on now? Thanks. <laughs> and it's like that's all the way through, but I mean, I, t- I mean, um, is, I mean, that sounds fun. It means absolutely sounds fantastic. I mean, and you've, is this something you're still playing just now, the Shadowrun campaign? Are you no, saying you've just kind of finished it? Shadowrun. Um, yeah, we finished win? Shadowrun a few weeks ago. Um, it was it was sort of a bittersweet thing because we sort of like we all kind of turned on each other so it was like it was amazing to do it yeah but um so one of one of the characters was like being controlled by like uh the the drug thing and then my character was like trying to kill one of the others and (laughs) and so i think we all survived in the end but also like the epilogue was that all our characters kind of went off in different directions and stuff so it does mean that we can maybe come back together at some point yeah um but it, it it was super. It's it's it is fun. It's just that there are a lot of dice. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, but um, I mean, with Shadowrun finished, yeah, because that's where you just played. Um, is there anything? I mean, do you play? Do you get into the board game side of things, or are you purely? I am Alice Bell. I am the role player extraordinaire. Do you do you do do you do anything else kind of thing? So we do. Um, with uh hanging out with these guys they they're all they were all more into board games and stuff than I was so I uh-huh, um, okay. have started you know hanging out with them and, and have started playing more stuff mm-hmm. so we play coup a lot yeah um, that's good yeah whenever I see some yeah, whenever I see some of them like someone's always got coup mm-hmm. um which is one of my favorite bit of coup is that the first round like the first person is like, I'm going to take three coins from the treasury because I have a duke. And then the second person goes, I will also take three coins because I also have a duke. 
And it just goes around the table with everyone looking in, into each other's eyes going, I have a duke as well. <laughs> and you I can't, have, nobody, nobody have... wants to challenge anyone at that point, but everyone's no. just like, yes, I have a duke. <laughs> you just let it all go around and until, yeah. until the next one and then it's like tables getting flipped over and people are getting paper cuts and yeah. stuff like that when people are generally, generally kind of like attacking attacking other people, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Is there anything else you're currently, you, or you have played Quinnacoite recently? That you can kind of board um, game wise. We I played um, Fun Employed. Um. <sighs> no. <laughs> you know Kate was on this show a little while yeah. ago, and Kate said, and we had a big discussion. I think she's played it, mm. um, or she might not have played it. But um, Fun Employed, that is the no, she hadn't played it. She had it sitting there, didn't she? What's mm. it like? It was so I played it. It was it was. Um, I hate to bring it up again, but it was the rogue's birthday in a pub. So he always friends with them. One of them had brought. Is this his nickname? Is this his nickname? Because obviously you don't call him Dean. No, I call him the worst. Really? Yeah, I call him the worst because he's because whenever he did anything in the game, I would just out of character go, "Oh my god, Dean, you are the worst!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, I could just Um, imagine like like kind of like the. His, twi- his Twitter handle being the rogue, like no, he... his entry on your mobile phone being the bl- the flipping worst, or the rogue. <laughs> he just what well, he like. Um, uh, his character is, is is technically like they're different people, but they're mm. all called Knave and they're all called like across different games. So in Shadowrun, he's got a character called the Knave, and in ah, right, Dungeons okay. Dragons, he's got the Knave as well. Mm. Uh, so they're all technically different people, but they are all basically the same character. <laughs> called the the knave um and he just um has start he's just incorporated uh a new business which is called knave inc or no something way. fucking ridiculous and i was no like way. i can't i can't believe you did <laughs> and yes i can but um so yeah it was his birthday and uh one of the guys in the pub bought fun employed which yes. um is basically you go it can be as many players as you want really um, and you take it in turns uh, to be the person who is posting like a help wanted ad mm-hmm. um, and it can be the so you have the help wanted cards and they can be kind of anything trying to like uh, like a governess or um, a, there was like a stunt actor I think um, and stuff like that and then everyone else gets dealt three cards which are three traits like three things about them like um or just three things like uh evil laugh or like fairy dust or store that like completely random things but you have to work those three things into your pitch to get the job so everyone takes turns pitching to be the one who who get and you have to somehow work like how having an evil laugh is really good for being a governess or whatever can you do an evil Uh, laugh no (laughs) And they just sit stand like, Mwah! that's better. But um, that's pretty. It, yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No. Mm. Mm. Um, not, not sure. <laughs> I'm not. I'm too nice. You see. There's not an evil bone. I in my just body. don't. You can't even just even start to go mm. there um, because <laughs> everybody, everybody that knows you from video gamer will know otherwise. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. No, that's um, not true. That's not true so at all. We, you you take it in turns to do your little pitches, and who, whoever's um, 
being the, the help wanted kind of person will choose who they think did the best pitch. So it was great. And we started doing it. It was really fun. And then I gradually realized that it was Dean's birthday, which meant that everyone I was sat around the table with was an improv actor, basically. <sighs> so were you... <laughs> You're the only person that was kind of not able to put, you know, kind of, you yeah, must have so felt totally intimidated. I, yeah, I was like, fucking it. Like, it was, it was so much fun to watch them, but also at the same time, I, it was just kind of, I, I, I wouldn't say demeaning, but I was just like, well, I just, I'm not going to win any of these. <laughs> There's no chance, isn't there? Because they're all just like, they all started like doing accents and like doing deep characterization and stuff. And I was just, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't, what, I don't know. Did they do like breathing exercises and stuff like that as well? No, like that. No, no, right, no, no. right, <laughs> right Stuart. That. Stuart, it's your turn, and he's Stuart sitting in the edge of his bar seat, going, "No, right, I'm going to be the ninja. I'm the ninja, ninja." They were, they were, they were really lovely, and they were, but they were just all they were because they're so good at what they do, and they, so they were even characterising the people who wanted help. Who were looking for? Like, oh, right, you know. okay. So they were all fucking going all out, uh, and it was really fun. Um, and when you did watch, the, would you did you do the help wanted person then as well? Did yeah, you I kinda... did that once. That was quite good. I can't, I can't remember exactly um, uh, what it was I did, but it was just yeah, it was just, just sat watching like <laughs> eight people who all knew exactly what they were doing, pretty much. And you just and sit there like, going, oh no, okay. Yeah, and they were they were like slamming the cars down, being like, yeah, I fucking did this, and then that, and they all <laughs> like fit together perfectly. Like, it was amazing. Uh, yeah. So it sounds like good fun. Sounds yeah, like, well, yeah. It sounds it like is. it's it sounds like it's the name. The name is correct on the box that it is actually fun employed. It is. Yeah. It's it's it was good, and it's not. There's no kind of malice in there, really. There's nothing. No. Kind of horrible. It's just it's just good fun. Would you play it again? Definitely. I definitely would, yeah. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. One of the things we look at on We Are Not Wizards, because there's going to be people that are going to be listening to this for the first time, um, potentially. There yeah. always is. Um, is we look to the future and we look at things that you would maybe like to get off the shelf. Mm. So this is a chance to see um, kind of games at all that you've maybe seen or heard about that you kind of like the, the sound of or... Mm. Or interests you for the future. So, has there been anything that you've seen recently that? There's one game that I really want to play, and yet I will never be able to play it as it is intended. Um, it's because I don't drink. Okay. <laughs> That's a good start, right? That is a good start. Um, yeah. So, there's a game by um, Grant Howitt. Oh, okay. Called... I know Grant. Well, yeah, I've heard yeah. of Grant, yeah. Uh, called Dr. Magnet Hands which is <laughs> okay. and I'll never be able to play it but I, I do want to watch a game being played because it just sounds amazing but so Dr. Magnet Hands is a game uh, that you play when you've had a few drinks um, and you need um, like everyone it, it can be like I think it's like three or more it can be any amount of pa- people really but you just everyone has an A4 sheet of paper and a pen and they write down um, eight things so they, you tear the paper up into eight and you write down eight different things uh, that fall under like uh, character identity um, superpowers uh, and then just like props and, and plot stuff that could happen so the game is 
that you and uh, as a team are like a team of superheroes and you're trying to defeat Dr. Magnet Hands. What? Uh, Dr. Magnet Hands is uh, Dr. Magnet Hands is played by the, the GM. Oh, right, okay. Um, uh, and so Dr. Magnet Hands is... Uh, and you can get the rules free online as a PDF um, from Grant's website. Which is called this technical channel? Let's, let's just let's just check. Let's live. Let's live. It's, uh, it's called lookrobot.co.uk. Lookrobot.co.uk. Doctor Magnet, Hands. Mm. and it says it's a game where you play superheroes looking to save the world from destruction by stopping the devious Doctor Magnet Hands. Wah, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. So Doctor Magnet Hands, uh, he wears a white lab coat, has oversized horseshoe magnets for hands. Uh, and has trouble operating doors, even if they're metal, because then he struggles to get himself unstuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I don't know. The, he's and, saying that he's saying that he's 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 uh, you've got to stop him from firing his rocket-powered radioactive castle um, yeah. on the moon into the White House on Christmas <laughs> Eve. Um, I'm not entirely sure he's kind of doing a wrong thing there. <laughs> <laughs> not in current with current events. Uh, no, no, <laughs> you know, like you know, I mean, Doctor Magnet Hands. Um, okay then. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Off you, um, on you go. You know, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, if you know, you kind of live and let live. I mean, that's my motto. Just yeah. crack on. I mean, I would obviously maybe. I'm more worried about his hands, to be honest. If those are magnet hands. I mean, how does he do anything? I mean, he can't. Let's face it, he can't go and buy anything because yeah. as soon as he picks up his bank card, he wipes the magnetic strip on it so he can't use chip and pin. I mean, <laughs> I'd hate to see how he dro- drove a car or... I mean, do you imagine if he ate some food and he had a filling? I mean, as soon as he put his hand to his mouth, it would think <laughs> oh, I mean, I think it's almost the case that we should maybe feel sorry for Mr. Magnet Hands here. I say, let him have his fun. It's only the moon. And it's only, <laughs> and it's only a radioactive castle. Um, does your husband play then at all? No, that... he he doesn't really. He refers to my D and D as he calls it. He he says, "Are you dungeons and or dragoning tonight?" <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. It's all, it's like only somebody that has never you know has never really kind of played it would say something like that. Yeah, um, you know, it's all. He, good, he so. always goes. There are any dragons in it tonight? They're not actually that frequent. So why is it called Dungeons and Dragons? Have you got another? Have you got another campaign planned? I mean, obviously that you know we've mentioned a little bit of um, Doctor Magnet, <laughs> Doctor Magnet hands, which probably folk are going to be shouting at me now on the internet. There's going to be the angry people. Um, Doctor Magnet, do- but it just sounds great. It's like the 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 GM, like everyone has to be kind of a bit drunk, and the GM. Like everyone pulls out a few bits of paper um, that will make up their character. So, like, I- even in the rules, it says like, um, like, uh, draw four cards, and, and one of them is your identity. If you didn't draw an identity, you should make one up. But like oh. in one in one game, a woman played Downton Abbey for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> As in the building, or actually, yeah, yeah. Just we all had the... to set entire scenes in her. <laughs> That sounds like sounds a bit. And then I know, right? And then the plot, and then the DM does the plot, 
Did you end up the plot from like the leftover bits of paper in the bottom? Ah, oh, for goodness sake. And then me. using the, the, these things has to to present problems. So <laughs> they, they kind of have to represent scenes. So the first scene always takes place when a representative of Dr. Magnet Hands bursts into their hideout and it's like, you'll never defeat Dr. Magnet Hands. The second takes place when they're en route to the moon and in space and they have to figure out how they get to the moon for example and then the third scene is the final battle that you know ends up with them defeating Dr. Magnet Hands <laughs> Dr. Magnet Hands <laughs> I'm still thinking of him sitting there you know what I mean trying to you know just sort out his cutlery drawer to no avail or you know just all these different things he just can't do and maybe that's why he's angry I mean he's <laughs> maybe yeah because you mean, can work that in I mean, yeah, I mean anything at all. I mean, this sounds absolutely kind of fascinating, and I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to have a they have do, a quick look. They do live um, <clears throat> playthroughs of it. They did some at, um, Nine Worlds Geek Fest in London um, a couple of months ago, um, and I didn't manage to see any of them. But I'm really <laughs> sad because it just sounds like they're so fun <laughs> and so funny. It's stuff like um, it's <laughs> like just even reading the rules says like Doctor Manahan speaks. This is tremendously important. Speaks in a bad Dutch accent. No, wait, better than that. It's pan-European. Like, imagine the guy who announces the scores from Eurovision Song Contest and amalgamate them into a voice. I'm about to go and get to the moon. Yeah. That is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to destroy you. London. This is Lisbon calling. Like... I'm going to be flying. I'm on the moon just now. No, sorry, I can't hear you. The signal, it's breaking, breaking up a bit. It's what did you say? Up, yeah. <laughs> and just, it just sounds like so much fun. I desperately uh, want to just... at least see it played. Okay. I, I mean, <laughs> we'll put the links, we'll, I mean, we'll put the links in the show notes because we do show notes. Well, oh, you know, Yeah, yeah, of course, we'll put the links to Mr. Howitt's little, you know, the website and let everybody have a look and maybe kind of kind of play on it as well. I have a question for yes. you then, okay? Which is, as you being you know member of Video Gamer mm. and everything that entails, and you obviously part of your your job, which most people would go, that is a job. What <laughs> is playing aforesaid mentioned video games mm. with you having access to things like obviously your your Skyrim's and your. Yeah your dark souls and everything of this world why do you still go back to D and D? I mean obviously you've got the best of both worlds if everything's kind of digital I mean what still attracts you about going back to the kind of the role playing stuff because I think in in tabletop in pen and paper tabletop role playing you really have very few limitations because again, the games are getting better. They're getting more detailed. The RPGs mm. are having more. They're adding more stuff. But it's still there. Still has to be a limit on it. You know, you'll push up against the the edges that the devs have put in. Yeah. Whereas you can do almost any. You can do anything you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! In the, in in something like D and D, like in one of the. The last campaign we did with the ranger, like, I was just talking to my dungeon master, hmm. uh, and I was just like, "Like, what? Like, could could you do like pregnancy?" And he was like, "Yeah, pretty sure." So we just yeah. like my character got pregnant just to for shits and gigs, but to see if like it could be done. <laughs> see what happened. Cause so we set up like a whole calendar using, but using like the the 
in-game like world calendar had all this mm. stuff in it and like i had to roll a con save every morning in the first trimester and stuff if i Just failed see, my oh, would wow. throw up. that sounds and amazing kind of thing um but you couldn't so, do that in a video game would you because it would become something that would either be a gimmick yeah or it would be or, something that wouldn't yeah. be handled that well or people would say i don't want to be pregnant yeah but you can do you can do anything you want and you can be sort of fun and so like in shadow run Mm. Um, we sort of half of us kind of thought refer to ourselves as Team Soy because okay because <laughs> uh, Biscuit the the no um, I don't I'm gonna feel sad now if you talk the, about Biscuit Biscuit really liked soy but also <laughs> was allergic to soy <laughs> oh no and there was one there was one game where we were like breaking into a place. Um, and Biscuit and my character were kind of not stuck, but we were in the the kind of service delivery area, mm. and um, the the guards sort of knew there was people around. We were like, "Shit, we've got to hide!" So we hid in a delivery <laughs> truck, um, and and we were like, "Oh, well, let's hide in the back. Let's hide under like whatever's in there." So we yeah. said, "Like, what's what's in the back of the truck?" And the team just went, "Soy." <laughs> Oh no! So we just had to hide, like pack <laughs> loads of soy around biscuit. They break into a rash or something. Like yeah, that, yeah, or... just covered kind of, kind of yeah. in hives, and like oh, we were just like no. we just hid in the soy. So we just referred to ourselves as Team Soy. You could just do such fun, <laughs> just random things, random silly things, and there's no limit on on what you can say to each other. Like, have you read the? Um, there's a. Um, a story that was it was posted on like I think it was posted on like a four channel or somewhere, but it was it's about someone playing D and D, and they they played as a bear, <laughs> like <laughs> their character was a bear, but they just put all their um uh like they threw loads of points into disguise and stuff, uh and d- disguised themselves as a person. I <laughs> <laughs> just, just went imagine. through. The whole campaign with every character thinking that he was a person and eventually they became very successful and he eventually employed like a butler to translate his growling and stuff. <laughs> and then like they saved a country and their team got knighted so he became like Sir Barrington. <laughs> and then, so, and so then eventually, <laughs> eventually one like random NPC just managed to just roll high enough to see through his disguise and suddenly at this state dinner just stood up and went, That's not a man, that's a bear. <laughs> It's like the emperor's new clothes. Yeah, daddy, then, daddy, he's got no clothes on. But then obviously, the, the like Lord Lord Barrington was just like that's absurd, and everyone else believed it. So they were just like, I'm so sorry, Lord Barrington, and like hustled this man out. Did everybody else have to? You wonder if everybody else had to roll a perception roll, and it's like that. No, no, I'm, I'm not. He can't that's get through that. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a bear. Well, he's not. I think you, you know, you need to rest for a bit because it's been a, quite a heavy quest and yeah, journey. Exactly. And you, got, you got hurt in the head with that boulder as well. He's definitely not a bear. Look, look at the size of his feet. I mean, his paws. I mean, his feet. I mean, his paws. Good yeah. Thing. Because the interaction sounds like it's really important. Because I mean, obviously, you wouldn't have played Shadowrun campaigns mm. and D and D campaigns if you weren't kind of bouncing back and forth yeah. off the people that you're playing with as well. Mm. And I know that you, I know in video game, are you and you know, you'll sit down with like say Column or whoever, and you'll play like you know, you'll fire off back and forth across each yeah. other about what you think about a video game on 
when you're doing your YouTube videos and stuff like that. But when you're doing the multiplayer stuff, usually it's one person sitting there <laughs> and the other person kind of commenting yeah. on how bad or how good you are. Mm. And you think, you know, from what you've seen, is the kind of the multiplayer stuff on video games that have got to catch up with board games in terms of its interactivity? We're hitting in the heavy questions yeah, now, yeah. but I just, you know, but I mean, it's just because this is what you do. And I thought <laughs> if anybody's going to be kind of like, I guess you've got the both the best of both worlds because you're heavy on the interactivity yeah. on the D&D and then you obviously, during the day, as well as probably working your ass off to put content up there. Hashtag content delivery, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've obviously got the games to kind of experience as well, mm. so. I th- I think the thing is that, uh, this is something I've kind of talked about with other people as well, but it's it when you're playing a video game, even an RPG, you you generally, and, and this is something people are used to with video games. You are the protagonist. Mm. Like you you are the protagonist, especially in like a Bethesda game, where <sighs> fucking yeah. like I think I said like in Bethesda games, the entire world has shat itself, and you're the only one with toilet paper. Like you you alone can fucking yeah. clean up everyone's mess. In stuff like Dungeons and Dragons, you can't think like that like you're not the protagonist of the group because it no. is a group and it's a group of real people yeah um, it's not like you know in dragon age inquisition you have all these characters and stuff but you're still the inquisitor and you like tell yeah. them to do shit and stuff but you can't do that in the same way in in uh, dungeons and dragons because then you're an asshole <laughs> like you can't, yeah, you, you, can't, can't go, be, like, you can't go about like gaston and beauty and the beast and kind of go you yeah, know yeah. hey look at me i'm wonderful and fantastic exactly. and i am the hero kind of thing out You've of got the way cons- yeah <laughs> so i mean I the think... only one i've seen is like the witcher i think has managed a little bit of kind of taking you away from maybe being the main guy you're yeah. just somebody that's interacting with the rest of the world mm. but ultimately as the game goes on you do become the main guy who mm. can stop this kind of force that's going yeah. on i reckon but no so i've just thought i just thought i'd ask you know well i, I just think it's so i think because of that the there's people kind of don't necessarily want the same things for video games but the, i mean but then of course there are you have mmorpgs and stuff mm. you have like you know wow Mm. Which I I have played and and that, that actually my husband plays WoW a lot, mm. um, but so it's uh, multiplayer in games I think is yeah it's in a it, it I mean it depends a lot on the game as well I think like Rainbow Six Siege or something people Overwatch is a good that. example I mean yeah. Overwatch when I've played Overwatch recently I play I've played it in two ways yeah I've played Overwatch as a um, with people I know and you're mm. chatting away and then you play Overwatch by yourself late mm. at night crying away with <laughs> randoms that you can't speak to yeah. and you get a totally different experience of the, yeah, of the kind 100%. of game but the reason and I've said this a couple of times before on, on the show is the reason I'm, I kind of I'm going more towards board games is because of the personal interactive mm. experience and you can play the same game but you can have a different experience depending on the people that you're playing with. Yeah. And you sometimes get the app what was I said? I said this even the last show. The board games you bring the atmosphere and yeah. in video games the atmosphere is kind of brought to you kind of thing. Yeah. So you can decide what you're going to do which is kind of what we what we kind of like. Mm. Um 
I think it's interesting as well because, like, the games we talked about, like, if all multiplayer video games, really, a lot, it's a lot of times easier, and you you're much more successful if you are just talking to the other the other people. Mm. Um, and it, maybe it's because it's it's often like you know it's it's not local multiplayer match these days, but it seems like people have have a propensity to kind of be dicks about it when you're in a video game. Yeah, I know, um, I know, and yeah, board games. It's the kind of thing is you're not going to get somebody. I guess, kind of acting like that, just like quite simply because the other person can reach over the table and give them a back, yeah, a exactly, yeah. slap. Stop it's thinking like, about like, like, so what did you say? What yeah. did you say? You know what I mean? No, my mum is fine. Okay, yeah. you don't have to question where she is just now. No, she drives. She doesn't walk streets, <laughs> um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I just no because as I say, um, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to hear kind of your thoughts on these things, considering uh, kind mm. of what you do. Um, one of the things we talk about is um, on the show is we do a kind of a give it a give it a kick, which is essentially we just mention a couple of campaigns which are on Kickstarter at the moment, mm-hmm. um, just very very briefly and. Um, you've said, well, when we were chatting before in the green room, having a brandy and cigars. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a lovely green room, by the way. I, lo- I like I, what you've done with the place. Do you like, I, I mean, the Spider-Man picture was kind of signed, and uh, but Stan's a great guy. He's a really, really nice yeah, guy. Yeah. And, you know, but um, I don't. I still need to get the hot tub drained, and I think uh, the the stables need cleared out for the horses again. But I'll get, I'll get, <laughs> I'll get Sir Barrington of Beresford. He's my new stable boy. <laughs> He'll come round and clean it in the next morning. Um, kicks. I mean, I think what you, what you said was it's not really your kind of your your kind yeah, thing. I guess it's it's but it, I. I'm wary of because I think a lot of people seem to think of Kickstarter as a kind of uh, pre-order kind of delivery service when it's more, I guess, like an investment kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So I've just been wary of of getting too kind of into it. Also because I have very poor self-control as well. So <laughs> you just feel like that. Back it. I'm not paying. Yeah. It. I don't could pay it later. That's okay. Back it. Thirty days. Back it. Back at the thirty days yeah. in that one, and I get paid again in two weeks, so that's fine. So I can back that one, and oh, I've got no money for Christmas left. That's <laughs> exactly, fine. Yeah. Everybody can get board games in eight months' time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But there is that. But there's also the other side of it is when you, I don't know, um, every was it that um, was it my, um, thingy number nine. <laughs> That kind of oh, thing. Yeah. I mean, that would have put you off. Um, yes. That would have put you off. Get a video game kickstart. I mean, Shenmue three. Come on, two million. Shenmue, yeah, that. Shenmue, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Um, however, board games seem to be a little bit more successful. Yeah. In this respect, you know, they always seem to. They, they kind of usually kind of fun. There was one that's come out quite recently, Conan, the board game. Oh, I and saw that. that was, yeah. It was about two years late. Really? <laughs> so, so there's a there's um there's um a kickstart there's a Kickstarter um not a Kickstarter board, there's a kind of for sale board game board on Facebook. And all of a sudden, out from out of nowhere, two things appeared. One of them was Conan pledges where folk have just got it and just went, Right, I've been waiting two years, I want my money back and they mm. were selling them. 
And the other one was, um, I don't know if you've seen Mechs and Minions, if you've heard about that at all. It's Riot Games, who did League of Legends. Oh, yeah, they I just, think I heard of it, yeah. Yeah, well, they, they've released a board game, and they did embargoes and everything like that, and all the board game folk went, we don't do embargoes over here in the board game press, thanks very much. <laughs> we'll just, you know, we'll just release stuff when we want. And Riot yeah. Games are going, oh, we don't know how it works. Um, Okay. Shit. So they released, like, <laughs> they released, like, Mechs and Minions in kind of, like, a couple of waves. So people have just because they've they've kind of um, decided they're going to limit the numbers. People are scalping them. They've ordered them, <laughs> got the boxes, and it's like there's pictures of folk that have obviously just opened up the cardboard box and took a picture inside and went right. Makes a million. He's two hundred and fifty quid. Who's going <laughs> to say yes? And folk are going. Are you not going to play it? No, no, no. I just you know it's going to make some money. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway. <laughs> It's just nice. crazy stuff. So yeah, Kickstarter can be kind of a bit strange. I just want to mention a couple quickly, just a couple of games that um, um, only because um, they have been on the show before and um, I do like to support people that have kind of entertained me and entertained our listeners. Oh yeah. Um, the first one is Kevin Young, who is in part of Inspiring Games. His um, Kickstarter... Um, Legends Untold is should be is live well will be live now by the time that everybody by the time that this gets released. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think at the moment it is in the point of actually being kind of made live, so um, I don't know where it is just now. But it's basically a role playing game, card game. Kevin spoke at great length about it on a previous episode about two three shows ago, so I'd advise you to go and listen to that. But definitely have a th- have a think, have a look. Um, there's also a game recently um, called Mind Out. I'll put links on the show notes anyway. It's just a pocket-sized game of gem collecting. And, oh. uh, yes. It's, I mean, I usually, what I usually do is I'm talking about Kickstarter. I try to go for, usually for people that are um, UK-based, you know. Yeah. But it's £15. It's a little card game all about mining and collecting gems. It looks really, really kind of interesting. Um, The idea behind it is that you... I'll just bring up the blurb. (laughs) Like we did for Grant. And Dr. Magnet Hands. Which I'm never (laughs) going to get over. It's a pocket-sized game of far deeper proportions that throws players right into the dark and treacherous mine in the search of precious gems. So they get 12 different square cards. You get different combinations. And the idea is that you use a very, very short playing game. Mm. And the idea is you collect gems, and the person that's collected the most gems at the end gets the most points, and the person that gets the most points wins. And it's only f- what? It's not that much. It's worthwhile a little bit of a punt because we don't like going for the expensive ones. Because yeah. I don't want somebody chasing me down the street and say, "I stuck a hundred quid into this, and it's got, and it's gone. He's <laughs> moved house. So what's happening?" Um, the other one is uh, we had the. Maker of writer, producer, um, designer of Dead of Winter on a long time ago on a show, oh, yeah. the wonderful, fabulous John Gilmore. Mm. And he, um, his games company, Infectious Play, um, has uh, they've released a game called um, Dug Dug Goose Caboose. <laughs> Immediately interested. <laughs> Immediately, I know it looks fantastic. It is basically, I'm just going to go into it. John's a fantastic guy. And yeah. It's 
right, okay, it says it's just like the game you played as a kid, except it isn't. I never played Doug Doug Goose Caboose, so I don't know what the idea is. <laughs> it's basically a warm-up game. Um, the dealer shuffles a deck of cards, they deal each one to each player, calling out the card each time. Once both the Goose and Caboose cards are in play, the players immediately begin racing to call out the other players' real names going clockwise around the table. So there you go. It's a very, it's just an icebreaker game. It's very, very quick. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and it looks fun. And I did say to John, um, John says, oh, any chance you'd give us a little bit of a shout out? So I am giving him a little bit of a shout out. It's not that expensive either. Again, it's $9. Do you know what I mean? At the moment, based on the current exchange rate, that's about £57. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um, and yes, so that's the only three that I wanted to mention. So I said I'd be quick as possible. They will be in the show notes. So if anybody wants to have a look, then we'll put the links to the Kickstarter campaigns. And that is that. Drops, <laughs> drops phone. <laughs> <laughs> right, there we go. Um, obviously, I've done my shout outs. Um, people, I mean, for people who don't know video gamer who don't know yourself yes do you want to explain a little bit about and people will be going of course they know who video gamer is it's <laughs> like that you know that burnsy boy and who else that trini person and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's that that wrestler boy millie's um whatever his name is you know but um you know tell us a little bit about video gamer for people who have been living on the moon <laughs> next to dr magnet hands uh, video Gamer is, uh, we're a website, uh, we're a video games website and we cover all your video games, uh, but also, um, uh, I don't know how to, we just do funny shit. We, we just do th- stuff we think is funny and kind of silly. So, um, today, for example, um, I filmed a video with, uh, Miller. Simon Miller, who's, um, who was one of the guys who works on the site, where, um, we argued about whether Ezio Auditore from Assassin's Creed is good or not. And I said he was, and Miller said he wasn't. So I rugby tackled Miller into a wall. <laughs> really? Yeah. Right, okay, that's getting watched. <laughs> it was good. It was, it was like, cause we just do, yeah, we, we, it's, it's, it's not one of the big boy websites. It's not like IGN, which means we can still get away with doing stupid shit. So, um, <laughs> like, like doing videos saying why why Bethesda should really sort themselves out. Yeah, that that kind of thing. Yeah. So we currently, it's um, myself. I do a lot of the written stuff for the site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Tom is the editor in chief. Uh, he started Video Gamer uh, while he was at university, sort of going on ten years ago now. Um, and then it used to be just the, like all the people that work for video game and lived in a house together and they <laughs> ran the, the, the website from this house. Uh, and now we have an office um, and we have David Scammell, who's our deputy editor and uh, yes. he's a very, very good news boy. And uh, <laughs> very good, Does he go about saying everything's great and you just all stare at him? <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bit. He's a lovely man. Um, yeah, and uh, there was Simon Miller, who is a giant um, bodybuilder, wrestler, Metallica fan, um, and yeah, I drew um, him as Batman. Loves Batman. That's still I, up on the wall. You're drawing. I know. I know. I know. I know. Um, 
and he does video stuff and uh then we've got the new boys um sam riley mm-hmm. who's doing a mix of written and video stuff and then colin mahan who's kind of our new main video guy who's been doing some fantastic stuff so he does oh, reviewsicals yeah. <laughs> which yeah just a special he did something on uh, red dead redemption um recently yeah and it was just to the tune of bon jovi dead or alive and i'm going to put it in the show notes because it is fantastic <laughs> and you have a cameo role as well it's kind of a worrying yeah. it's kind um, of a worrying kind of i don't know mother type figurey type i was I supposed know. to be so he was like can you come and pretend to be like a, a barmaid in a saloon and i was like okay fine <laughs> you can tell it's a saloon because he wrote saloon on a bit of paper and balanced it on the first aid kit no but um, if you haven't seen that check it because yeah. it's abs it's, he did, it's... Uh, did you see the dishonored one he did i've not seen that yet he, you should watch it. that it's amazing it's if possibly even better so he did um dishonored to the tune of africa by toto <laughs> okay uh and it's I can, just i've got to watch it and i'm going to decide whether or not i'm going to forgive him on that it's, i think it's so good because he he was like i want to do one dishonored and then he it's because dishonored 2 is set in karnaka so <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness so it's I felt the rains down in Cardiff. Oh my god! <laughs> oh dear! And Colm is such a sweetheart as well. He's we, so we lovely. Yeah. We love him to bits. So he's, hello, Colm, again for the second time in the podcast. Not that he's going to listen. Because I'll make him listen to shit, <laughs> no, it's just like that. It says you know, Colm, you know, I do a podcast about board games. I don't play board games. <laughs> That's what he said. I was like, all right, thanks, mate. <laughs> but yeah, we just do, do stuff like that. We've done uh, dramatic readings slash uh, uh, contextual kind of deep dive examinations of uh, erotic fan fiction for video games, <laughs> which has been fun. It's um, just a whole. It's just a whole pile of fun. It's a whole pile of pile of nonsense, yeah. and it's wrapped up all at videogamer.com I t- if people want to find it, you can find it on the Twitter's on. I take it if you search for Video Gamer at yeah, Video it's, Gamer. It's at VideoGamer.com. At VideoGamer.com, you'll find it. If um, and search for YouTube, VideoGamer.com, you'll probably find it there as well. If people wanted to find you, yes. do you want people to find you? They can find me. Yeah, I'm not. And I'm not hiding. How, how I'm not hiding. <laughs> I'm not hiding. If they wanted to find you, where would they find you? I am on Twitter um, at babygotbell. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I must give a shout out as well to um, Video Brains. All right, okay. Um, which is uh, an independent little event, which is run here in London, but it goes on tour occasionally, and it's a non-profit thing. But it's just uh, different people who work in and around and sort of next to uh, games and board games as well. Um, do talks about different aspects of it, little 15 minute kind of TED talk almost style things. Oh, cool, um, okay. And I at the moment am the resident speaker. So I've, I'm ah, doing, okay. I've done the last three months, I'm doing the next three. Uh, well, you shall sure have to um, ping us linkage to yeah, that. Yeah, it's videobrains.co.uk, yeah. I think. It's on YouTube as well. Videobrains got archives of all the talks and stuff. And it's a really nice time because everyone there is just kind of really nice and you meet lots of. Friendly, lovely people. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, 
Cool. Well, any of those we shall I shall collect them and shall mm-hmm. put them in the show notes, and it shall be a bustling show notes because I feel there's <laughs> notes to show. Um, however, if you want to keep up with what we're doing, you can find us on Twitter. It's We're Not Wizards. You can find us on Facebook, which is We're Not Wizards. We occasionally take the occasional photograph and stick it on the Instagrams, which is We're Not <laughs> Wizards. Um, you can email us, which is magic at we'renotwizards.com or .co.uk. You can find us on iTunes. Um, we obviously like likes and we like subscriptions. And obviously you can rate us. Now, don't give us a 10 because that'll make our heads too big. And don't give us a one, because that'll make us cry. But if you hit in the middle, see about a five star. That kind of makes go. us that kind of makes us happy. Um <laughs> that was so bad. No. Um and uh, yeah, stay out stay um stay tuned because we will have um we've got quite a jam packed twenty seventeen already planned and it's in <gasps> November. Exciting. With, like, Christmas specials and stuff like that. Wow. But I would like to say thank you very, 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 very much, Alice, for coming on. Um I've had a lot of fun. Me too. I- I hope you have had a lot of fun as well. I'm kind of, I was, um, yes, I was very, very pleased when you, you said you'd come <laughs> on. So this has been a lot of fun. Um, the most important thing is, though, is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards? <laughs> are we we wizards, are not Alice? wizards. We are <laughs> definitely not wizards. You're a rogue, and be proud of being that rogue. Um <laughs> But until then, until next time, it's a goodbye from Alice. Goodbye. And it is a goodbye from me. Take care, stay safe, and we shall speak to you very, very soon. Goodbye.